from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. It's Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Network, and you can find us both on the audio and now even on the YouTube channel. Check that out as well. Get subbed if you would over there. We have uh, some interesting things to talk about. Who are the top three wide receivers in this division, and how do you rank them? What are we going to do as we move forward in how did you become a fan? Those are the three things that we want to get into today because this is the point where we're going to start to see some progression out of training camp or mini camp, that is. Uh, As we get closer and closer to it, I think this is going to be a fun day. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. It's going to be a bit of a fun show. I hope you guys are ready for it. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host over at RGR Football as well. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you for listening. And we do appreciate it. And it is going to be a fun show. It's a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, And with everything that is not going on right now, that's kind of why we decided to go this direction. Hey, you know, you got to throw a curve every now and then. This is actually going to be fun because I get to say something that I really enjoy saying. But um, let's start with the concept. When you take a look at this division and with yesterday's news about Julio and everything, that's changed the complexion of the AFC. But the AFC West looks to be pretty standard. It it hasn't been a whole lot. And one particular position group that I think was a lot of investment for the AFC West teams last year to try to keep up with Kansas City, putting speed on the Raiders, et cetera, et cetera, is the wide receiver group. And I think we all know how we're going to feel about Tyreek Hill, but let's run down who are the the three best receivers in this division, and are they all in Kansas City? Yeah, and I do think, you know, you're sitting here looking at this, and let's just get it out of the way. The, the top three wide receivers that I have are Tyreek Hill, Ian Allen, and Cortland Sutton. You didn't even blink when I said all like Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I heard it, but I was just letting it go in case you decided (laughs) that you messed up what you were saying. But uh, I just was trying to, you know, keep professionalism, sir. Okay. Um, No, but I do think that basically where I want to go with this is start, sit, or start, sit, and cut. If you had those three guys on your team, who are you starting, who are you sitting, and who are you cutting? Who are these guys again? Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, and Cortland Sutton. Okay, first, I I would agree with you. I would put those as the top three in the division. Um, That's nothing against John Brown or anybody that happens to be in Las Vegas. I do have high expectations for Henry Runks, but he's not anywhere close to that yet. Exactly. That's my point. I don't have anybody in in the conversation. Right, right. And that's, you know, that's a whole different topic for another day. We'll get with Q about that one. Um, so I agree with you there. I would say, um, clearly for me, it's start Tyreek. It is bench Cortland and have him ready. Should Tyreek need a breather or twist an ankle or something? And, you know, you can go ahead and just get rid of Keenan Allen. (laughs) I have to agree with you. Uh, I cannot argue on that because I'm sitting here looking at it and saying, you start looking at the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill obviously is a difference maker in this offense. Uh, Keenan Allen, I think, would be very good in this offense, but I don't think he's going to be near as good as Tyree Kill. And then you look at Cortland Sutton, it's a completely different skill set than Tyree Kill, obviously, uh, but I do think that he's probably going to be the better wide receiver going forward. 
uh, in the AFC West as long as he's able to stay healthy. He has to come back from that ACL, so we'll see how that ends up happening. But if they're all three healthy, I I have to agree. I would say Tyree Kill's your starter, Cortland Sutton is your bench player, and Keenan Allen is your is the guy you're cutting. The whole thing that brought this up to me, and and we'll get we'll throw this one out there as just a bonus, really quick. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and and Darren Waller, same discussion. Start, sit, cut. Who do you have? I mean, this is a Kansas City Chiefs show, so right. I'm not going to say anything but Kelsey, but it's Kelsey Kittle starter. Yeah, it's Kelsey Kittle Water Waller. You have right? to. You can't. There's no. There's no way on earth that anyone can argue that Waller should be any higher than third out of those three. I can get the argument. I had people. I had people arguing with me yesterday. They they are incorrect. And I'm glad that <laughs> well, I was not involved. <laughs> the comment was that George Kittle is injury prone, and I get the thought process. I don't call him injury prone yet. He had one really bad season uh, mm-hmm. when it came to injuries, so I'm not going to call him injury prone yet. Uh, and honestly, to me, Waller's not even in the same league of those other two guys. So. Yeah. Yeah, to me, it's it's Kelsey, and then Kittle's your you know your bench player, and Waller is your guy you're cutting. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Waller's a weapon, good for him. He right. is not an all around tight end. Um, he is that you know that big slot is really what he is. Um, can he grow to that? Possibly. Is he going to catch up to Kelsey and Kittle? I don't think so. So he hasn't so far, and I, honestly, I don't think it's been close so far. Yeah, I, I like, he's been good, but he hasn't been anywhere close to Kelsey or Kittle, in my opinion. So, yeah, obviously, though, that's the one that really started this whole conversation for me and, and why I wanted to ask these questions. Uh, I do think that you're right. I do think that that's probably the way it's got to go. And uh, if you want Waller over Kittle, I don't know what to tell you on that one. I mean, yeah, that's just – that's ridiculous. But I can say that if you're talking – like, if you're doing the fan thing, look at three years down the road, maybe – especially with another season without injury, maybe you have to flip Kelsey and Kittle because of age. Yeah. I can get that argument because while I feel Travis is still 95-ish percent of where he's been, you can see that, you know, this is this is going to be the start of the decline. Nobody's Tony Gonzalez. It's unfair because he wears the same uniform to project that because, I mean, Tony was a monster in terms of how long he played. Can we hope? Sure. Can we bet on that? I don't think so. Well, and Tony Gonzalez took care of his body phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Travis Kelsey hasn't. I honestly don't know compared to Tony Gonzalez. But everything that you saw with Tony Gonzalez was how he was doing different things to make sure his body was going to be as good as it could be for as long as it could be. So that really helped him and played into that whole scenario. When we get back, we do have a little bit more to talk about when it comes to Kansas City and where they could possibly be making additions before training camp. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I do want to say, before we get into this next topic, check out the Peacock and Williamson show. They're over on their own feed, and they're pretty excited about it, as you will be. I think you guys will dig that. It's Matt Williamson, who used to run Locked On NFL, and his partner, Peacock. I think you guys will dig it. Check them out. And really quick, uh, based on our first segment, please hit us in the comments or send us messages on Twitter. Let us know what you think when it comes to Hill, Kelsey, and you know the wide receivers and tight ends. Obviously, I expect that Almost all Chiefs fans are going to say you start the Chiefs, and I get that. But who would you cut? Who would you sit in those scenarios? It should be interesting. It should be. Now, when we start looking at different positional groups, you start looking at this organization, you start looking at the entire team and getting ready for minicamp. Kansas City knows where they are when it comes to players. They just, you know, Breland went elsewhere. He is now in Minnesota. Julio Jones, that trade is done, so you're not going to be making an improvement really at the wide receiver position. Where could Kansas City be looking to make an addition right now? You know, the pro personnel department right now is just keeping an eye on everything that's going on at all the camps, right? Like, if there's specific injuries, if there's guys that are coming back, I'm sure they're monitoring what the position battles are, too. So is there a chance to get a veteran in a spot that you might be able to use a a one-year contract for somebody that has experience, maybe has team's experience? Um I'm guessing linebackers got to be still on that list. Do you? I would think that that would be probably position number one. Uh, we kind of talked to, you know, on yesterday's show, maybe an older CB that can come in for camp. But again, I don't know how much value you're really going to get out of that because I can't see an older CB being on this roster going into week one uh, without catastrophic injuries. Let's hope not. So, uh, you know, at this point, I think that linebackers probably got to be your number one. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to be making any, any additions at offensive line. Uh, too many players there already. We've talked about that ad nauseum. Uh, <laughs> running back, I can't really see. Uh, wide receiver, I just don't see anything that really could be out there unless there's going to be somebody that's going to get moved uh, after this Julio Jones trade, which I can't imagine Tennessee is going to do anything with that. Uh, so at this point, I, I think you're pretty much set on your roster other than maybe the linebacker position. Yeah. I mean, DN maybe that is exactly where I was going. Like I could see somebody, especially when right now there seems to be a a youth movement at the position kind of around the league. You know, can you get somebody that can come and be a role player, not be a, you know, a 60 snaps a game guy. Like, I don't know that Melvin Ingram is still in the cards here. Melvin will eventually take a contract like Bashad did. Um, But I I, I don't know that that's healthy yet. Yeah, that's that's always a question with him too. So, well, I mean, he wasn't healthy. That's why he didn't sign. That's why he hadn't signed previously. So the question is, is he healthy now? 
because if he's not healthy now, he can't sign a contract regardless. So, um, you know, I think he'll be healthy by training camp. I just don't know that Kansas City will be going that direction, especially I, I, with the Chris Jones news. Right, and and I'm having uh, I'm having some trouble deciding whether this is uh, a, a, a true, hey, I'm injured and can't pass a physical. I don't know if he actually failed a physical or not, or if it's, um, hey, I'm going to hold, you know, I need to get healthier. I'll show up about mid-camp, and then <laughs> I'll be all good to go. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to have to do all that stuff. <laughs> Could be. I mean, it's hard to know when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, I, I would get it on both. I get it both ways. Although I would say that if you're an NFL player and you want to be on a team and you want the best chance to make it, especially since Melvin Ingram to me is not the Melvin Ingram that we were talking about three or four years ago, mm-hmm. you're going to want to be in camp because the best chance for you to make the roster is to be there every day and show your skill set every day. And if you show up out of shape, halfway through camp, you're really going to be at a disadvantage. Yeah, I agree. That makes things that much harder. But a lot of guys are going to push that because they have what they feel is the advantage. So right. two positions on defense. I, I I will pick one hair with you before we get to the fun part of the show. Um, I would say if there's a very uh, inexpensive option, that they feel might give them a little bit of a boost in the depth at the running back spot, I think they could pull the trigger. I like having McKinnon. Uh, I think that adds to what Daryl and Clyde bring. Everyone loves Darwin. I'm not sure the team is as sold as the Chiefs fan base is. So if they get a chance to upgrade their fourth guy, who maybe they can't even take into the season, they have to get on the practice squad. That's the key. Right. So it's a very (laughs) narrow window, but I think there is a possibility there. Yeah, I, I could see that, I guess. I just don't know that looking at the roster and the roster construction this year, especially with as many offensive linemen as we figure they're going to have to carry, and defensive linemen for that matter, when you start talking defensive ends and defensive tackles, you're going to really have to go short at some position. And usually you've been having four running backs. I don't know that they end up being able to go that direction this year. I think that they could, but I could see them going with three and having yeah. somebody on the practice squad. As long as they have the fullback, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, of course, as long <laughs> as they have your fullback. And Mike Burton seems to be entrenched, folks. So the question becomes, Mike Burton just became a chief. We want to know when you became a chief. We're going to talk about that on the backside of this. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors. But let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we're going to start with how you became a Chiefs fan. And I'll let you go ahead and start. Uh, And I actually want to – we're going to do this in a two-parter because I want to know how you became a fan. And then we're also going to discuss a little bit later what one moment in the past in your fandom almost changed you from being a Chiefs fan. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a stretch, but uh, that's fine. Um, I can tell you – I can narrow it down because – um, 
For those who don't know, I'm a military brat. I've been I've lived in tons of cities, including everybody who ever played in the AFC West. And it was during that time when I was living in Seattle, um, trying real hard to be a Seahawks fan. It was difficult back then. It was large <laughs> and Kenny easily had left. And that was about that. And I got to watch Christian Okoye run people over. And for me, knowing what I like in a football game, that sealed it for me. Uh, Ward wasn't that far behind either. Like, and the pair of them really turned me towards Kansas City at that point before I ever moved to town. And so then, uh, at, by the time I got there, it was the height of Derek Thomas, uh, doing what Derek Thomas does. And, uh, that really sealed it for me. Yeah. So basically, Christian Okoye, why does that not surprise me at all whatsoever? <laughs> Okoye for, for that. And then Derek Thomas to seal the deal. Um, I can't point to a specific point where I started to become a fan, but I can point to a specific point where my love for football just hit hardcore. And it was a game against the Raiders when I was in fourth or fifth grade and uh, the chiefs were down by a touchdown and it was a Monday night football game. I was up way later than I should have been because uh, the chiefs were playing and Andre rising caught a ball from Elvis Gerback to win the game. Sealed it for me. Uh, I ever since that night, like I liked football before that. <laughs> Excuse me. I liked football before that, but that night sealed it for me. Uh, just the excitement watching it and, you know, being there with my parents too and, and watching it with my parents. I think that, that was a lot of fun as well, but that's really where it sealed it for me, where I became a, a big NFL fan. And then obviously, you know, was a huge Chiefs fan ever since. It'll do it to you, right? You see something dramatic that pulls you in. It'll yep. line you up. You know, that was... Uh, yeah, I know everybody out there hates Gerback, but that's okay. Right, you know, hey, everybody's got their own. So what was the yep. second part scenario that I can't remember? The second part of the scenario is what co- almost cost you your cheese. Oh, your fandom? Your fandom. Well, I, I will tell you, do you want my answer or do you want to go first? Go ahead. Mine's kind of a pain. Um, and I, and I will explain this to people who ask me all the time, why don't you wear Chiefs gear all the time? Like on RGR and here and and everything. And it's like, there was a point in my life where I became less of a fan and more of an interest in analyzing or trying to work in it. And that's, um, back when I was coming out of my GA coaching position and trying to get in the league as a, as an employee, uh, that changed some things. And beyond that, while trying to keep those two things, I became less of a fan at the point when one hire was made because it just bugged me. And it's not going to be who I think you think it is um, because I felt they were justified in hiring Scott Pioli at the time and the job that he had done in new England. He was the foremost NFL executive. I thought that was a great hire. Did it work? No. Did he turn out to be not anywhere close to the guy that you want in that building, especially in Kansas City? No. Uh, I think uh, I think a lot of things went wrong, and I think you can get to Scott for that mostly on his own shoulders. But at the time, he was like the candidate, and I thought that was just like in hiring Andy Reid. Harcourt identified his target. He went out and got him, and that was success in my mind. It was the hiring of Todd Haley that just made me go, I don't know if I can get behind this. Because you you know where he came from, how he got there, and what it was going to look like in terms of de-emphasizing the defense completely and making rash emotional decisions that don't 
get planned out and don't get followed through on. And that's, I mean, I think that's the core of what we ended up seeing, uh, maybe combined with a little bit of paranoia and a couple of other things at the end a of the day. Yeah. So and losing the team. I mean, cause that's really what it came down to for him is he ended up losing the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell that when Kansas city came back and beat an undefeated Packers team at that, at that point in time with Romeo Cornell is that Todd Haley had lost his team. Yeah. They weren't playing hard. They weren't playing their best. They absolutely loved Romeo Cornell and uh, kind of surprised that Cornell didn't get a better opportunity to maybe be a coach head forward. But obviously it worked out well, and I'm glad that Kansas City's in the situation we're in now, obviously. So I uh, can't really argue with that. Um, honestly, the time that I almost lost it was against the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. And Andrew Luck picking up the fumble and running in for a touchdown. And I believe that even gave them the lead at that point. Uh, against Kansas City. That that whole game is a whirlwind for me. <sighs> and yeah, I have, you know, a lot of people have mentioned different Colts games. You have the no punt game. That was one of them for some people. Uh, but really, to me, it was being up 28 to 10, thinking there's no way we're going to lose this game. And then all of a sudden, guess what? You lost. Yeah, and was tough one. it was tough. I mean, you sit there and you, you watch football and you you really get into your team and you get into the NFL in general, and then all of a sudden it's over. And, uh, you know, if it wouldn't have been a playoff loss, I don't think it would have been as big of a deal, but especially being a huge playoff loss uh, and after not having playoff wins for so long, mm-hmm. uh, big deal there too. So, Man, that's a tough one. We'd like to know what you guys – where where's your breaking point? Or where did you get into this? Or what's your breaking point? Yep. <laughs> we're looking forward to hearing you. Hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. You can hit our, our accounts as well. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow. Matt Derrick's going to be with us. Back to usual. You can always find us five days a week on audio, and you'll find us most of the week here on YouTube as well. One more shout-out. If you guys want news every day on a bunch of sports, check out Locked On Today. That's always available. Thanks for checking us out today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.